This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. For you, Jason Davis, Mitch Gregory from the Nerd Brand Agency. Um, welcome to the show. Thanks, Christoph. Good to see you again. And I was on your show a while back. I don't know when it was, but it was, uh, you know, very conversational. Yeah, it feels like ages ago after everything that's happened in 2020. But, yeah, it, it, it's quite a while back. You mentioned you had 400 folks uh, that you've done this show with for you. Uh, it's always amazing how quickly that goes by. I think we're on 65 or 7 or something. I've just I've lost <laughs> count already. So I couldn't imagine keeping track of 400. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't try to. Um, and every once in a while I go back and I see what, you know, uh, if there's another episode we can repurpose. And sometimes technology does not my friend. But w- what do you do? So Nerd Brand Agency, w- what's the Nerd Brand? Well, Nerd Brand did start out as a podcast back in 2016. And we wanted to discuss um, how branding was handled in the nerd culture. Uh, there was a lot of podcasts or YouTube shows in that time that dealt with movie reviews. So a movie would come out like, uh, you know, Captain America or whatever. People would talk about that, what they liked. And I didn't really want to do another podcast. It was more about that. I wanted to talk about like the advertising and the branding that kind of went into that engine to get people to come to the theater to watch it, to enjoy it. Because to this day for me, if Marvel releases a movie, they got my money before it's out. Um, if another brand does that, nah, you know, I'm going to weigh some options, you know, because they built that trust and equity up. And, uh, so we kind of wanted to talk about that more today. I met this gentleman that's here on the show with you. And, uh, I told him about the name and then after that, and I told him I wanted to make an agency and he said, that's the name. So I don't know how much of an origin story that is, but, uh, you know, the fact that we're called nerd brand agency has a lot to do with Mitch Gregory, uh, embracing the name creating our look. Uh, he is our creative director, so it seems reasonable that that be his job and that he kind of take the reins on that. Well, I mean, nerd brand, the name was sort of, to me, it was all built in because there's there's the standard definition of nerd, which is people that generally into comics or science fiction, anime, gaming, you name it. And generally between most of the principals in the company, we all kind of fit some, if not all those attributes individually and collectively. But more than that, what I liked about the name was Jason and I were both nerds about what we do, about vocationally, about advertising, marketing, branding, web design, the, the whole the whole sphere of, of marketing in this in the 21st century. And it, it just stuck. It was automatic to me. So that why, you know, why search around and try to come up with something um, that's kind of maybe contrived? And let's go with what's built in. Let's go with what we are. Let's let's be sincere about what we are both vocationally and, and avocationally. And that's where new brand came from. Awesome. And of course, building a brand, I mean, that's what we want to talk about today a little bit here. Uh, 
and sometimes it just comes to you, right? This is the brand, and 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 you know, as long as the uh, the, the target audience, I guess, agrees, you know, that that can work. Uh, but but you guys um, specialize in branding. Tell us tell us what's branding, anyways. What's the high level definition that people need to think about as they move forward? Well, uh, Mitch and I may have uh, different answers because I come from a web background. He comes from advertising background. Um, but branding is that engine that there was a, a saying somebody said once that uh, marketing is like ask is like repetitively asking for a date. Branding is what gets you the yes. So you know, put on a clean shirt, shave, get a haircut, do all those things, and you're likely to get a yes more than you are if you show up, you know, disheveled and all of that. And so uh, when you have a product and you kind of want to try to market or take it to market, branding is that engine that's going to clean that up and present it to people, whether it's your labeling, your logo, your website or whatever it is, and help it go to market. Uh, that that may be a little bit more than what Mitch may say. I don't know, Mitch, what do you think? Well, no, I mean, I mean, I think there's there's two sides to it. There's there there's the. <clears throat> There's the practical side of branding, which is all the things that Jason just mentioned. It's your logo, your colors, your fonts, your um, the pers- the branding is the personality of your product, service, organization, whatever that is, packaged in a way that relates to your audience in in the best way possible. Um, and you know, good branding basically is very honest. It's sincere. One of the things I tell people these days and I talk to when we talk to clients is you have to be honest about who you are and what you do and what you're selling because in this day and age authenticity sells because it's far too easy for people to see behind the curtain these days Uh, with the web and social media people can pretty quickly find out if what you say and what you portray about your brand if it's honest if it's real or not so what we strive to do is to take those qualities about a client, not just what they make and the way they make it, but the why they make it. Why, why do you do what you do? Because generally, that's what sets your brand apart from anybody else that may be doing something similar to what you're doing. Or even if they don't, it still makes you that much more authentic uh, with the public. Yeah. So we right. take a, re- a very holistic view of what branding means and, and the power that it has. Yeah, I had a uh, I had a very interesting morning and I went to a uh, group and in the group there was a lady that was doing a presentation and at the end of the presentation of talking about her business and saying, like, here's my team members, here's all this. At the end of it, there was a ton of questions in the boardroom about, yeah, but what what is it exactly that you do? And they even though that she and I won't say who it was or anything, but it's a very like intangible type of service. And the presentation was very good, but when you have at the end of the presentation, people asking you like to kind of clarify what it is you do, they're looking for like a label. They're looking for something to kind of uh, ascribe to that because anybody can have a great team or a great service. And to what Mitch is talking about is like, we deal with those like a what, like you do that service, that is a what. But the passion behind what you do is really what we try to get to because out of that, you're gonna start to say things our ears are supposed to be tuned to hear that and help you better articulate that. So if you're in a boardroom in a sales meeting or if you're typing up, working a copy and you want it on your website, whatever medium it's on, we, we kind of help you gather that together so that you can communicate that. So you can better communicate the why, like you said. 
And, uh, you know, that, that's something that I, I've been seeing in the real world. Like I said, it just happened to me this happened this morning. So it's a, it's a branding is so important to kind of get right before you get into paid advertising or marketing or a website development project because nobody really, and, and it's just by fault because we're business owners. We don't really think to the detail of that minutia, but like when you get a website, you're thinking about how much it costs, but you're not thinking about what it says on there or what the images are or how your logo is presented to people. So, and that will impact your ability to reach an audience. Yeah, don't get me started on websites. I mean, there is still so much polit- politicking going on. And, I, you know, my pet peeve still is the slider on the homepage. There oh, is no reason to put a slider on the homepage. And I have yet to have somebody give me a good reason. It's just because you guys got to stroke your ego. It's not you two, but probably. <laughs> but, but we all these executives, right? I mean, it doesn't do anything. But anyway, whatever. I'm, 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 I'm. That is one hill I'm going to die on, though. Seriously. Now, the <laughs> other reason. What? No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. The other thing is, you know, branding does matter too. I mean, you were talking, Mitch. You were talking about, you know, competitive market uh, markets and whatnot. And I mean, a lot of companies do the same things, or they do similar things. I mean, think about like I'm not the only content marketer in the world. I'm not the only live streamer in the world. I'm not the only author in the world. I'm not the only, you know, whatever, Amazon live streamer. Amazon, by the way, is a fantastic place to live stream if you have products to talk about. Um, very, very exciting. Um, so you got to stand out with your brand, right? You got to be top of mind when people actually need you. They got to like you. And that's one thing I love about this live streaming. It's hard for people to fake being nice when they're on a live stream. At some point, it's going to show if they're a jerk. And you guys, I mean, nicest guys I've had on here today. So really appreciate you guys being pleasant. (laughs) Oh, you built us up too much. (laughs) (laughs) But do you know what I'm saying, though? I mean, that's one one reason why you got to build a brand, right? So people remind you, remember you. But how, I mean, why else does branding matter? Are, Are those the only things or are we oversimplifying it here? Well, I mean, it, it it differentiates you. I mean, that's kind of what you were getting to. The the it's it, chances are what you're doing, the service you're providing, what you're making, etc. There's somebody else out there that's doing something very similar. You've got to have you. There's got to be some quality about <clears throat> your brand that makes it makes it unique. Like I said before, generally we believe that it's the why behind your brand is what's going to help different. It may not be the only thing. But because, you know, people make products, they may have different processes for how they make their product. But what makes what I've always said is what people makes people get up and act is an emotional spark. OK, an emotional connection they make with a brand that makes them actually get up out of the chair and act on all of those facts and details that you give them about all the great service your brand provides, how good it tastes, how well it performs, how high your gas mileage is, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Those things alone aren't going to make people decide to get up and start a conversation with your brand. It's got to be some kind of emotional spark that makes them move. And it could be, you know, we talk about brand stories. It could be the story of where your brand came from and why it came to be that might make people decide, Hey, this is what I want. I want to be a part of this. 
yeah, one of our key tenants is that everything is an ad, whether if it's a, sh- a logo on your shirt. Uh, one of our pod- past podcast guests said, yeah, imagine if you have a sign on your work truck and you double park and somebody takes a picture of that, puts that all over social media and just starts to, you know, tear you apart because, oh, look at that guy, Mr. Fix-It, whatever, so-and-so, like the double park and block park or do whatever. You know, branding is something that happens not just online or on print or in these mediums. It happens in the real world. And now that we're opening up now more and having live events, a lot of the people that I come in contact with, they're, they're just now remembering like, yeah, how I dress and how I act and the things that I say as a part of my either uh, presentation or sales pitch or whatever it may be. You know, uh, a great example is like when you do those things, they're going to go later and Google you. They're going to go back and look at you online. And so there becomes now the reason that branding is important is because and why it matters is that is it is it consistent? Is the experience they have with you in person going to be what is consistent digitally in other mediums? And you brought up like we're not jerks. Um, thank you, because uh, we work try not to be. We try to be as relatable as possible. We don't like we really don't like to blow our own horns. If other people do that for us. Great. You know, that's that's that that shows you that we ain't got to, as I say, don't have a dog in the fight and, and they're doing it. And that that's actually branding. I mean, that's actually like us doing our jobs and creating awareness and ambassadors on our behalf that say you you should go talk to the nerds. You should go talk to these guys and look at what they did. They they really helped. And we love hearing that. You know, no business owner wants to hear. Oh, it didn't really help out or I don't understand what you do. Uh, well, see, and that's to me, that's the power of authenticity. Uh, when you're real with people, it, it makes it a personal connection rather than just a connection of convenience or a connection, you know, a business connection where people are generally giving you 75% of their attention while 30% or more is, okay, what's all this paperwork I've got to get done today or all these other tasks I've got to get done today. If you make a personal connection with people, they're going to take more time with you and they're going to be more honest with you to be perfect, to be candid. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to divulge more about themselves. They're, they're going to be willing to share with you more. So, that's another benefit to solid branding is creating a, uh, what would you call a 360 degree dialogue with, with your customers, because that as a, as a brand, you want that feedback. You want your customers to be honest with you. And if you're forthcoming with them, that's more likely to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it goes beyond the websites and all that other stuff. It's an in-person thing as well. In in person is not dead, even though it's it's not as common currently because I'm still sitting in front of this fake background in my basement, well lit, um, still got the same hair day that I that I've had. But uh, well, that's not really COVID related. <clears throat> but Jason, oh boy, everything is an ad. Oh my goodness, I know what you mean. Well, we don't need any more ads, but but it is everything is branding, right? Everything people see everything touches people the emotional thing i mean <clears throat> it is very true i mean i i make all of my purchases emotionally yes i need some of those things well maybe all of them like we'll just rationalize it right here see what i did there but <clears throat> but it's it's emotional right if i need something to fix my problem and i like you or whatever um i'll rationalize it but you know what i don't rationalize i don't buy from people who are annoying as heck. And here's how I define being annoying. When people try to sucker me into these fake conversations, I'll give you an example. This guy came by our house to look at windows and 
he did this whole thing about like I had to answer all the questions. Like he couldn't show me anything until he knew my life story. Now, on some level, I get it. Like if I got to work with somebody on content marketing, I got to ask you some questions, right? I'm not selling windows. And I got to say, hey, you know, what's your brand? Per Whatever, right? I'm oversimplifying. But at the end of the day, somebody wants to put windows in my my house. They don't need to know my goal for what the windows should do. It's a universal goal. Like, I, do you know what I'm saying? Like, keep the rain out. <laughs> maybe, maybe they thought you might need a drive. You were going to put in a drive-through or, or something for your podcast or something. I'm... Yeah. Well, you know, so funny thing, my neighbor. So, so these fake windows behind me—they don't go anywhere, obviously. But the real window is right in front of me, right? You can kind of see it when I look up. And my neighbor that out uh, that way suggested I should put up a on air sign. So every time I'm on air, they know so they don't mow. And I'm like, you can mow. Like you it's you're not right there. But anyway, so yeah, there you go. That's uh that's the only thing I might do differently with my windows, but definitely not drive through. Go ahead, Jason. <laughs> no, I mean sometimes the, the obvious is the obvious. Um and you know we're we're dealing with an intangible and when you're in, when you're, you're talking to people about a need that they have that, that's intangible, one analogy I use is like if you are getting a house built and about halfway through the build, as the studs are up, you say, I want the bathroom on the other side of the house. Well, the builder can go and show you all the lumber he's got to buy and all the materials and you can see the time and you know that the cost is going to go through the roof because you decided to make a change midway through. But when you sell intangibles like we do, it, that, that's, it's not understood that there is an actual still cost behind that. Uh, and so when you get through, the, you spent more money than you needed to. So as a branding agency, what we really like to come in. Like if you have a logo made, that's fine. You know, our job is not to come in and say like, oh, that logo sucks and we need to make a new one. We don't do that. Uh, we do take a look at a logo. And we do see whether or not to try to learn like where did you come up with it? Why? What does that mean to you? What's its purpose? Um, and if it's in a bad format, we will clean it up and because our web designers will not touch a web design project if they don't have a clean logo and color understanding of what they're making. Um, and so, you know, when you get early on in your project, before you get the studs up in the house and want the bathroom in another corner, you know, we come in like at like the architect. We come in at the stage of the blueprints. It's a lot easier to change a blueprint than it is to actually move around materials, you know. And so we love to get a hold of things early on and an idea. And that's an ideal situation. Um, but quite often it's not, you know, people have invested in a website, they've invested in things. And so there's an immediate need that's obvious. I need windows because the breeze is cold and I'd kind of like to wear my house coat and not my winter coat <laughs> while I'm watching Netflix. We can do that too. Just because you're starting out further downstream doesn't mean that an agency like ours with what we do isn't important or isn't ready yet. We could just build you up and get you there. At least we got something to, is what I would say. I just wanted to bring that to light since you want to talk about windows. And I'm glad <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, you guys, that is right there. That is an agency world, right? Let's play with all the puns and <laughs> All right, we have, let's see, we got like six minutes to go, six minutes left. Um, so I'm, I'm, I got a feeling we could talk about this for a long time, but how do you build a brand? Oh, by the way, this is what I was going to say about the whole logo design thing. 
yes, there's cost involved, but it, it, there's so many dependencies. I'll give you an example. I can write an article, and if I know what I'm talking about, might not take me that long. And if the person who has to approve it, um, you know what I mean? And they make good edits. They don't just edit for preference. They, they edit for performance. We yeah. might be done pretty quick, you know? And I'm a big fan of editing for performance. I'm not a fan of editing for preference, right? Oh, I like this word better because I'm the boss. That's just a waste of anybody's time. But... You know, so the difference, and then on the other side, on the other far spectrum, you got the approval hell, right? Guys, I need this logo, and then I need to go through 15 steps in the company, and I might need 15 updates, right? Like at some point, that costs more than when you work with somebody who 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 is collaborative. So something to keep in mind. But how do I even get started? How do I build a brand? I mean, do I start with a why? Do I start with, I mean, that's, I, I've heard people say that many times, but do I start with what I stand for or, or what's the what's the first step? And then how do we move that up into all the different areas? I mean, there's so many. We had Jody Krangle on the show talking about audio branding, which I had I barely ever think about. But it's, it's an important thing too, right? So how do you, what's the first couple of steps? Uh, well, I could probably begin with a, a brand standards guide, uh, you know, let's, you, you have a logo fine, uh, but you don't have a brand standards guide. I was talking with a, a, a printing agency owner today and, uh, you know, sometimes they want to, uh, they work with a, a cosmetic surgeon and they're very particular about things, especially online and offline. And they got down to like the colors that was on the paint on the walls in the office to match what colors that they have on apparel or the website and all this other stuff. And it's like, but there was no guide. All they had was a code that's used in printing that web doesn't use. And that Sherman Williams probably doesn't care about at home Depot. Right. So it was all this disconnect. And so there was no way that this burgundy was going to match the shade of whatever Brown they thought that was. So, you know, when you get started with branding, you got to think about just the look like you're, you're creating a visual experience. And in order to do that, you got to get everybody on the same page. And it's hard to do that without some sort of guide. But that's how I would start with it. Mitch? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, that's that's the basics. I mean, once once we sit down <clears throat> sit down with a client, and of course, it, you know, the progression's a little different if they don't have a logo, then you have that whole process that that, that you start with. And that going back to something you were saying, Christoph, you know, the, the nitpicks versus the, you know, making revisions for to optimize performance. It's important, I think, to keep conversations with clients in the realm of the objective rather than the subjective and try to set the tone that help clients understand, here's the things that really matter. Here's the things that matter a little less. And here's why. That In the long run, if you establish that up front, it makes for a, I mean, there's always going to be some bumps in the road, but it tends to make things move a little bit smoother if you set concrete objectives and couch everything you're doing, every move you're making, whether it's a, a logo design, copy for the website, picking colors. We make these decisions to achieve concrete objectives. It's like building a bridge. And if you start pulling spans out of that bridge because you don't like the way maybe it looks here or there, well, that bridge is going to fall apart. It's not going to function the way it's, it should. So we always try to keep everything 
as much as possible all the conversations in the realm of the subjective. We are trying to achieve a concrete objective. We want your brand to be known. We want it to be known for these things, and we want people to respond to it because of that. So that's it. That's that's probably one of the first conversations I like to have with a client. Yeah, because I mean, there's a lot of doors. There's a lot of ways to start. I mean, you know, it just depends on where you're at in your business at the moment. Right. So right. you know, it's a very difficult thing to answer. How do how do I get started to build a brand? You know, some people may have an idea. Some people have something. You know, we've got one customer that's coming in that has brand standards, has all the guides and everything. That's great. We still got to look at it to figure out what we're doing, but at least we've got that to begin with. So now we can actually start skipping some processes and try to figure out what Mitch to get to what Mitch is saying. They may have a visual brand already. Their visual branding may already be in good shape. Maybe our job is then, okay, but this brand's voice needs to be articulated better. Yeah. uh, In the way the copy is written and the way they're advertising and designed. Uh, you know, all of those types of things. It, it's like, it's like Jason says, depends on where that client falls in the continuum with exactly what their needs are. Yep. Yeah. It, I mean, and certainly there are some things that are universal, right? I mean, if you're going to use whatever color blue and, you know, you're not going to use an off shade blue from that, right? This is your rule. This is the color, whatever. And I've seen companies like that, but then there are some things I think it's really difficult sometimes to take a step back, let me give you an example. I was looking at, a, this is not truly a branding example, but conceptually speaking. Um, so I was looking at a CMS earlier today and the CMS doesn't easily allow me to align a photo to the right of a, an article, you know, like the Content Marketing Institute, they got the image up there, for example. And then I said, but how often do I actually do that? <laughs> I never do that, never. Like, why does it matter? Why do I, why am I, talking about this in a meeting if it doesn't if i don't even do it you know what i'm saying and so it's just it's kind of the same thing right i mean you got to pick your battles you got to figure out what actually matters and what do you actually do like why argue over an eighth version of the logo if you never use the first the you know second third and fourth even right right well, it's like if anything in design you know this talks about staying in objectives but we can't help but put our subjective opinion into things we all come from a position of presuppositions if you've ever breathed on this planet you have a presupposition about something but the right. best metric you can do is before you just go hello world don't test it out with your family <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know why people. I don't know why people do that. Honestly, um, like I, I don't know. My mother doesn't know anything. Doesn't understand what I'm doing. So um, why would I show it to her, guys? Jason Davis, Mitch Gregory. It was great to have you guys on the show. NerdBrandAgency.com. Check them out there. Really appreciate you making the time. Thank you very it's much. Great to be here. Yeah. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win. Let's go business storytellers. How's everyone doing? Welcome back to another episode here. Uh, Today we want to talk about branding. What is it? Why does it matter? Why should we do it? That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win.
Hello. Hi. Are you still there? I have a special offer for you. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. My Going Live book is now available on Amazon.com. And if you're in the United States, I'm happy to send you a signed copy, which you can order at paypal.me forward slash C-T-R-A-P-P-E, C-T-R-A-P-P-E forward slash 12. Thanks for your interest. If you're not in the United States, I can't send you a signed copy, but of course you can order on Amazon.com.